I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. Uh, I am uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins, your friendly neighborhood finance professor. And you guys know that on the Black Financial Channel, we love to talk about economics and we talk about finance and economics every single day. And we do it from a black perspective. So if you agree that the black community is uh, important, if you agree that the black community should come first, if you agree that we should uh, build black wealth to solve our problems, put a hashtag B in the number one in the chat. Hashtag B one is the calling card if you haven't done it yet so all the b ones uh put that in the chat all right so um uh, weird excursions put b2 see now you're just starting the day off like weird why, why are you why are you doing why are you being like that why are you being like <laughs> you put b1 asterisks see people just they just what, what's wrong with you man anyway all right so uh anyway so today um i want to talk a little bit about uh, some things that I'd seen. You guys brought this to my attention. I thought that it would be fun to address it. Uh, I read an article in Fortune about a woman who made well over a million dollars uh, selling an online course. There are lots of people that are doing online courses that are doing really well. I am a fan of this largely because uh, I believe that that multi-billion dollar, you know, hundred billion dollar education industry sh- that where black people are dumping billions of dollars into that. I believe that, that should be controlled by us. Uh, the same way we talk about controlling the hair care industry and all that. We need to control the education industry. Uh, in fact, uh, before I introduce my guests, I want to ask you all a question to get us started. How many of y'all have student loans? Give me a yes. Raise your hand if you have student loans. Uh, Lene, you got student loans? <laughs> all the all the student loan veterans who've been, you know, student getting student loans is almost like, like you know, like all the people that went to prison. You know, it's like you got all the people that survived prison, and then you got all the people that survived financial prison which would be the student loans. How many of y'all have, have dealt with student loans? Well, you know, my thing is that if you're going to either go in debt or spend money, uh, you know, for education, why aren't you being educated by black people? There are lots of black people out here who are capable of educating you at a very high level. Uh, we have in the black business school, we have lawyers and doctors and professors and really brilliant people that know what they're doing. Why do we feel like we have to go to the University of North Dakota or whatever? So uh, so today I want to talk a little bit about that. And our special guest that we have today is the one and only Miss Lene Javette. Lene is the founder and CEO of Colsire and also CourseToCurrency.com. She actually teaches people how to create online courses and, and does a lot of other great things. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to ask Lene, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, really well. Now, what did you think about what I just said? Just anything, any thoughts that came to mind? I think that we are late to the course party. Um, I think that it is a, I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but a multi-billion, almost trillion dollar industry because everybody wants to learn. And also there's knowledge that we have that we hold on to, we die with it. We really could help somebody else uh, with it by by teaching them and sharing it. So I think it's great to, that we need, that we get to this party and have this conversation. Well, you know, um, one thing that's interesting is when you talk about being late to the party, um, I don't think we're late. I don't think we're late. And the reason I don't think we're late is because people are always going to want to get education, right? Like education has always been around, right? And uh, now there are people who've made more money than others, but I I personally think that there's always uh, a new skill people are trying to learn. Uh, In fact, during this pandemic, a lot of people are not going to work right now. They, I, I read this today on CNBC where they were saying that that employers are having a hard time hiring people, not because they don't have the money, but because people are they just don't want to go back to work. Like for moms, a lot of them um, 
actually want to be home with their kids or they have to be. Uh, for a lot of people, they just switched professions. They're just like, okay, I thought about my life and I realized I didn't want to do this anymore. So I'm doing something different. So a lot of them are having a hard time getting their employees back. And I think it's because, you know, you have so much online education going on now that allows you to, um, you know, uh, that allows you to really pick up the skills that you'd like to to pick up. Now, you know, I, and I know in the Black Business School, uh, which, by the way, anybody can join for free. So, David Mortley, I see I see your comment about um, about money and things being sold. And I tell you what, David, you can actually go uh, check out the Black Business School for free. We have free curricula, uh, but we can't do everything for free because you can't run a black business on free. So, if you're gonna go spend money with white folks, you should spend money with black folks first. So, uh, so don't criticize black businesses because they have a fee. Uh, you should support black businesses because black businesses hire black people. So if you agree with me, if you understand what I just said, give me a yes in the chat. All right. So uh, wait, wait, let me let me interject. I'm late to the party so I can make sure that people so that you and others understand what I'm talking about. We are late to the party from the perspective of valuing what we know and feeling that we can sell it and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we, de we devalue what we know. So we don't think that the fact that we learned how to get off of drugs and go on, get married and, and, and create a lifestyle, we don't think that's valuable. So we won't create a course and tell somebody else that's on drugs how to do it. We don't think that because we climbed the corporate ladder and became a CEO that that's valuable enough to create a course and tell somebody else how to do it. We don't take the things that we know, our life experiences and the things that we know and put a value on them and say, you know what? Somebody else needs to know this. I'm going to create a course and sell it. Relate to that party because white folks, I shouldn't say white folks, other communities do that. They see the value in what they know and they create courses to teach other people and bring them along. So that's what I mean by late to the party, because there's a lot of content. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of um experiences that a lot of us have had that we don't then turn around and share with other people. Yeah. Well, you know what? What's interesting is, um, you know, I used to teach at Syracuse University and um, and I made a good salary at Syracuse. It wasn't bad. Um, but here's what's interesting. If you look up Syracuse University tuition uh, right now, tuition, this doesn't include room and board and everything else, is uh, $53,849 a year. Now, if you do all-inclusive, um, let me see if, if they have an all-inclusive number for Syracuse. I, I want to say the all-inclusive number is about $76,000 a year, something like that. So most of the students that learned from me in Syracuse uh, had to pay you know, an insane amount of money. In fact, many of them, I started teaching there in 2001. I have students that I had in 2001 who still, who are 40 now, over 40, who cannot pay their student loans. Like who literally are on track to die in debt. And so to me, when I think about that, right, and I think about what was being taught uh, and who was teaching, um, I remember there was a lot of racism there. There, was, you know, there are a lot of people there who just didn't quite relate to black people. And there, there, you go look it up, go Google it, guys. There's a ton of racial incidents involving Syracuse, and Syracuse ain't the only one. There's a ton of schools like that. And uh, and I felt bad. I said, I said, you know, this is interesting. We have black people that are where we're trained to go and give money we don't have to people many times who don't want us there, who are, aren't even teaching us the things that we need to know. Um, because a lot of the things that I really wanted to know as a young man were not life skill related sorts of things. Like I needed to know, how can I, as a young black man, figure out how to go out here and take care of my family when I'm not going to get the same job as the white guy, the same promotions. I can't get a bank loan because, you know, because banks don't loan money to black people. Like it's like a whole different way of navigating the system. 
And I'll and, and then and then also when you have important skills like you mentioned, like you talked about, you said uh, you know we don't value the fact that we got off drugs and, and learned how to get married and all that. Well, those are the types of skills I think people need, right? I I, I really think that that classes, the education should focus on giving you the best tools you need to have the life that you want in every area that matters to you from health, wealth, relationships, and everything in between. What do you think, Lynette? I absolutely agree because a lot of times people feel like they're the only person that's, that's going through it. You may think you're the only person that's struggling in your marriage. You may think you're the only person that's struggling to climb the corporate ladder. You may think you're the only person that's struggling to go back to school. Sometimes knowledge, all knowledge isn't in the classroom, but I feel like Educa all education will help us to be better citizens, community members, husbands, wives, um, women, right? Network, all that stuff can be taught. If somebody figures out how to do it, it's okay to teach it to somebody else and put a price point on it. Like if what if, for example, as an entrepreneur, I've started three businesses. If I teach somebody else how to start a business that will create a legacy for them, then they can take care of their family and it's going to make them money. I can charge for that. Um, there's other things I do, you know, I might do for free. I might mentor, but there's stuff that we know that somebody else wants to know that can help them. We figured something out. We we learned how to do something. We we changed the path. And some of these things are difficult. It's hard. And so it's good to tell somebody what you did. I don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. I don't want to have to try to figure out how to do something that you've done. And if you can show it to me, I'm willing to pay you a little something, something to show me how you did it, to teach me how you did it. So that I don't have to do, as, do it as long or spend as much money. And that's the whole purpose of having of, of, of taking courses online and or being a facilitator of a course for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think if you think about it. Right. Um, and again, I'm speaking as a guy who, who was who taught on a college campus for many years. I taught on a lot of different campuses. And and one thing that's interesting that people have to remember is that you, the reason universities exist, uh, even HBCUs, is, is not to give you skills that will help you have the life you want. They're, they exist to teach you how to work for corporations. Like they, they are a capitalist manifestation of corporations saying, we need workers, right? That's what it is, right? If you went to college, give me a guess if you know what I'm saying. If you if you went to college, you know, you didn't see classes on like necessarily, most of the time you didn't see classes on like how to have a good marriage, right? <laughs> or how to eat healthy food or how to, you know, how to have the, live your best life or whatever, how to overcome your drug addiction and depression or, or break generational curses so you can build a legacy of wealth. It was like, you know, accounting or you know, like, you know, business management, right? You know, like, like setting up production systems, whatever. I don't know. Right. And, and, and it's, um, and, and I think that that stuff is valuable if that's what you want. Right. It, like, you know, it, and, and I think that what, what it had, what occurred to me is you had this gigantic sort of economic infrastructure that, that, you know, that whites kind of run in control. Black people are kind of in the basement of that, right? We, we, we're allowed in as workers and that's kind of pretty much it. And we're just sort of like, okay, how do I just get the skill to be included, to be integrated into the system? But we don't understand you're kind of doing the process in an awkward way. Like you're, you're arriving at a dinner party where all the food was grown and prepared and cooked before you arrived. So you didn't get to pick what was gonna, uh, what was gonna be put in the ground you didn't get to pick what was going to be served, how it was going to be cooked, how it was going to be seasoned, none of that. So you're sitting down and all you know how to do is pay money to eat this food. And you're like, this isn't even good. Like, I don't even want to eat this. And then they say, well, what do you want to eat? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody ever taught me how to cook. 
and nobody ever taught me how to grow food. Nobody ever taught me how to raise animals, right? And and I and I think that we have to go deeper than that, right? So when you talk about education, my point on this is to say that a lot of the education that we spend a lot of time getting, we just take it because that's what served to us. Like, okay, you go to school, you're not going to spend time learning all the things that a black man or black woman needs to learn to be successful, right? Instead, we're going to teach you pronouns, <laughs> like, like how to make sure you address someone with the right pronouns if they're LGBT or whatever, right? Or we're going to teach you about Edgar Allan Poe. I never gave a damn about Edgar Allan Poe. I never, my English teacher would have us reading all these stupid books like The Hobbit and crap and J.R. Tolkien and, and The Great Gatsby. No disrespect. I'm sure those books are great. But it didn't interest me. It didn't speak to me. Like, you know, okay, give me, give me a book by give me uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X. How about that? Right? And you know, so so I think that rather than looking at other people, looking at the people who cook the 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 intellectual food that we eat and saying, cook us better food, I think it's better to say, okay, how about we learn how to cook our own food? Right? What do you say? I agree. Um, cooking our own food is super important because then you get to pick what you get to learn. So when you're a in, in, when you're in a traditional school, they determine what you get to eat. And so you sit down and you eat what's placed in front of you. Um, as you get older, you get to determine. So you get to go and say, I want to, I'm interested in eating or learning, feeding my brain, eating, uh, learning Malcolm X, or how to start a business, or how to do X, Y, Z. But that comes with, with, with you know, maturity, as you get seasoned, as you realize that the food that you've been sitting down to eat to is not good for you, is made for everybody. Um, and so as we get older and we get wiser and we live more life, we get to really see what, what things are important. What do I really need to know? Because all you, when you, if you think about academics, everybody gets a level playing field. And let me, not everybody, because there's some communities that don't get the level playing field, but let's just, you know, hypothetically speaking, everybody gets a, a level playing field. And then the more knowledge you get, that academic level or that knowledge level goes up. But that's not to say that that's information that you need or you want to know. I can tell you right now, I don't use calculus. So taking that class did not help me, not none, not even a little bit. I don't. I barely use my MBA. I mean, I mean, I barely use that MBA. It's, math is math. But now I get to go and pick what classes I'm going to take. I want to learn how to be understand marketing better. I want to learn how to be a better mother. I want to learn how to lose this last 35 pounds. I want to learn how to do these French braids. Like as you get older, you get to say, this is the information that I need. This is the knowledge that I want to know. This is what's going to make me better. I want to know how to communicate with my spouse better. I want to know how to have a marriage that's successful. Like you get to determine the things that are important to you where you want to be knowledgeable. And if we tie that to food, you get to say, uh, I want to eat at Roots Chris and I want to stop eating at McDonald's, which is what the world is feeding you. Guys, that, that is so powerful. And everybody, in case you don't know, I'm speaking with Lene Javet. Lene Javet is um, uh, an expert among a lot of things. She's a CEO and founder of CoSire. She also founded something called Course to Currency, where she actually teaches lots and lots of people how to actually form online classes and how people make money with it and stuff like that. And so that's her, her website right there. If you guys want to go take a look, um, it's really, really good. And Lene is super professional. In fact, actually, I was looking at your page and I said, wow, this is really well done. I, you really put this together nicely. And um, and it's 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 um, and, and it looks to me like you have this this really awesome layout with, where, you know, so many great student testimonials uh, in terms of people learning, I guess, the RUM method, resolve a specific problem, create an upscale result. I like that. Uh, provide a method. Focus on the milestone. Oh, that's excellent. I love that. 
And uh, you got a ton of students that seem to love what you did and stuff like that. And so can you speak on that, like this rum method, when you talk about the formation of a course? And because I, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of black professionals. How many of you in here are black professionals that have, you know, that have, you know, some skill that you've picked up that was maybe used to uh, to make your boss rich and things like that? How many of you black people have a lot of um, what is called human capital? We're super smart. We, the real masses of the people, you know, black folks are so committed to education, uh, you know, especially black women. I mean, black women are the most educated group of people in America. Uh, that's uh, that, that's a fact that the studies have done that. And I know a lot of brothers who are educated. And I think it's a matter of us kind of saying as black professionals, how do we sort of parlay that professionalism or that and that capability into something that is going to create a, a, a broader set of economic outcomes as well as life flexibility where uh, you, you don't have to do that old model of going to the corporate office every day. You can actually live, truly live your best life while at the same time making the money you deserve, while at the same time giving people a skill that they really want, that they would love to actually pay someone for. Uh, so, Lene, talk about the RUM method. Uh, what, what is that? So the RUM method, if you think about it, employees live the RUM method in their real life, Right. So somebody hired you to resolve a problem that they have at their company. They need somebody to do customer service. They need somebody to lead their team. They need somebody to cook. Whatever your job is, you're solving a problem for them. And that problem allows them to make money and please people, which is upscaling their bottom line, if you will. Um, they have a method, which is your the techniques that they've given you to do your job. And they have milestones, which are their corporate sales goals. So corporations use the RUM method. Now, how I use it to help people is if you know something, if you've accomplished something, if you have gone from point A to point B, you've lost weight, you've climbed the corporate ladder, you know how to make $100,000, you know how to start a business, you know how to go back to school. There's a variety of different things that people want to know. You've, you've attained some, something in your life that somebody else ha is struggling with. You are resolving a problem, a pain point, showing them how to do something, showing them how to accomplish something. People pay for that, right? So that's a resolution that you offer. And that's the that's the resolve a problem piece of the of the run method, right? What what problem can you resolve for someone else? Okay. And then there's the upscale piece. Because when you solve that problem, you're taking them from point A to point B. That's an upscale. When I came to you, Lene, I didn't know how to write a book. I was in point A. And you're going to upscale me to becoming an author, which is point B, because once I take this course from you, I will know how to write a book. That's the upscale. So the problem that you resolve, I'm going to use this person who wants to be an author. Maybe you know how to write a book. They come to you. I need you to help me uh, write a book. Re resolve my problem. My upscale is going from not being an author to becoming an author. That's the upscale piece, right? And then your method is how do you walk somebody through not being an author and then becoming an author? So if it were me, I have five steps that I can take you through. Um, and how to become an author. And I would make it up. I'm going to make it up for the sake of what we're doing right here. This is my disclaimer. Don't use these steps because I'm making these ones up. But it might be outline your book and then you walk them through outlining a book. It might be um, creating a writing schedule. Then it might be self-publishing and then it might be where to self-publish and then how to launch. So if, if you are somebody who knows how to write a book, then that would be your, your method. These are my five steps on how to become an author. And then the, the milestone is creating an actual process for which people can follow 
this framework that you've created multiple times over and over and over again. And that's basically a RUM method, something that you can resolve so that you can upscale a person from point A to point B using a method that you created and then giving them milestones so that they can measure it and do it over and over and over again. Now, we see this again every day in corporate America. Every day that you go to work, you are applying somebody else's RUM method. You're resolving their problem. You're upscaling them from point A to point B, whether it's in their sales or where it is that they want to go. They've given you a method. That's, the, that's, what, that's what they teach you when you show up on day one. This is how you do your job over and over and over again. And then they've given you milestones or the company milestones. So this is happening every day. What I do is teach people how to take what you already know, what you're already doing, something that you've already attained, and then teach it to somebody else, right? That could be finances. It could be budgeting. Um, it could be lifestyle. It could be getting off drugs. It could be losing weight. It could be eyelashes. It could be hair techniques. Something that you know, somebody else wants to know. They're struggling mm -hmm. with it. That's why YouTube is in business because people go on YouTube to say, how do I do this natural hairstyle? How do I do this? How do I do that? And people like to learn from individuals who have that knowledge, have that experience. And so Course to Currency allows me to show people how to figure out what their rum sauce is. Mm, rum sauce. I like that. I like that. I think that's good. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, I, I'll tell you, I think that there is a lot of potential there um, for Black people in terms of creating an ecosystem of just, um, you know, those of us who have expertise, uh, you know, having something, it's some sort of low cost consulting, consultancy based platform to teach others what we know. Right. Um, you know, and I say consultancy based, meaning that, you know, when I when I pay for people's classes, which I love to do, it's sort of just one of those things where I'm like, OK, I don't want to spend five years figuring out how to do what you do. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I would rather. In fact, so, so either I'm either I want to pay you to do it for me or or pay you to teach me how to do it, depending on how, how I want to go. And so there's incentives to me and a huge opportunity in terms of participating in that market as a consumer and as a producer. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's like um, in Hollywood, they have the film industry and different actors and whatever make and, and directors make movies. And sometimes they're just watching a movie and sometimes they're in the movie. Right. You don't have to always be on one side of that equation. And so um, I really think overall, when you're just really talking about where that one point four trillion dollars in black spending power is going, a lot of that's going toward education. And uh, and I'll tell you what, um, you know, I've seen people I, I saw uh, there was a woman who. Um, who came through the black business school who didn't realize like until we, she took, she took one of our entrepreneurship classes and she didn't realize that, that she had this skill, you know, in, in, in making CMOS, she just made the CMOS and it was really good. Everybody loved it. And it was, you know, amazing. And, and, and we were like, yeah, that could be a business. Like you can actually, <laughs> you know, people buy CMOS. <laughs> I buy it. All, I got CMOS tablets right here next to me. Right. And, um, and so she set up this little CMOS business and started making her CMOS in her kitchen. I'm gonna actually bring her through here. Her name's Susan. She's actually a friend of Alicia's, and um, and she she made the sea moss. And what what she did was really interesting. That in, in that she she showed everybody what she was doing. She just showed her Facebook friends. You know, a lot of times your a lot of your best markets will start with the people that know you. Mm -hmm. And she started showing her Facebook friends the sea moss that she's making. And her friends, because she had the right friends, you know, like like I think having good friends that that really want to see you succeed. Uh, and kind of get what you're doing is awesome. Uh, and so they were like, oh, girl, let me get some of that. Right. 
And next thing you know, she's got a customer and then another one and another one. And so it creates this cycle where she's now, you know, living her life, doing what she was doing before, making the CMOS, and, and except instead now she's documenting it and talking about it. And then they're asking her questions about CMOS. And then she's posting articles about the benefits of CMOS and how this can help you with different ailments and things like that. And, and it's educating people like, like me, right? Who I learned about CMOS maybe a year and a half, two years ago. And I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, I want to get some of this. Okay, sure. Your CMOS is $20 or whatever. Like, yeah, I can spend, I spend $20 all the time. So boom, next thing you know, her life is changing. Now it's fascinating. Now she and her husband and her son all quit their jobs and they pretty much every day, all day, just sit around and make CMOS, you know, and they're making it for all these people on the internet that are begging her for the product. And that's what people understand is that when you finally find your thing, you know, and, and, oh, and oh, and by the way, she is now also teaching people how to do what she does, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's that. Like, so, so that's where you get into that online course space. So, so I think that what, uh, what I bring that story up, I bring it up because what it shows is that sometimes simply changing your mindset can, can shift everything. Like most of us, I really believe this. Most of us are sitting on our pot of gold. Like you're sitting on it. It does. It's not over there. It's not across town. It's not, you know, it's not a different version of you that, that gets access to it. No, no, it's right there underneath you. You just haven't learned to look in the right direction. Like you haven't, you know, the gold is in your backyard. You haven't dug the hole to find the gold buried in your backyard. So stop looking at other people's backyards. That's my point. Stop you know, a lot of a lot of people will spend their whole lives waiting to meet the right person, waiting for somebody to give them a big break. Like, oh, I hope somebody gives me an opportunity. And, you know, and then like other people will ask me, like, what is your, you know, when did you get your big break, Doc? I'm like, when I found myself, <laughs> like, like I, I was looking, you know, you're going around the world looking for other people. And then you realize, no, I just needed to find Boyce. And when I found Boyce, me and Boyce made a lot of money. I know that sounds weird because I'm talking about myself in the third person. Alicia okay, Derek Jackson. Yeah, I know that's very, very Derek Jackson-ish. So let me stop doing that right away, right away. But, but seriously though, like I like you got to find you, find you. Yeah. You are you are usually everything you need. And 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 this is another piece. And maybe you could talk to speak on this. I know, of course, the currency. You guys have groups where you can give each other feedback and talk to each other and, and uh, hot seat calls and kind of you know back and forth, co- in, you know, coaching context. But I think those groups are powerful because what happens is that when you get in a group of other people who are like minded individuals who uh, who want to see you win, uh, you know, who are productive, progressive people, you know, you'll, you'll get in that group. Right. And you got 10 brains instead of one or 20 brains instead of one. And what happens is those people see value in you that you don't see in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and I, I think that's important. That goes back to what you were saying earlier about how we sell ourselves short. You know, um, like, for example, Alicia, you know, she's she's interesting because I've never understood how she her whole life has always thought she was in, in a mediocre kind of looking woman. And and I said and I was stunned by that. I was like, you were the most beautiful woman I ever saw when I first met you. Like the day I saw her, I never the whole time, I was at Indiana University two years with her. I didn't see another woman that was even close. Right. And but but in her mind, because she framed herself as just this average round the way girl, that's all she saw. Right. So a lot of times a lot of you have beautiful skills. Like maybe you're a lawyer and you've got this amazing ability that can transform people's lives. And you don't see it because there's so many lawyers around you that you don't think being a lawyer is a big deal. Well, for some people, being a lawyer is a very big deal and they will compensate you to help them with their legal issues. Can you come and speak to that, Lene? I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote down a couple of different things. I had to just write my notes as you was going. So (laughs) I got to try to remember what what I want to say. What can I say? Okay. So first, um, 
I wanted to talk about one of my students who just went through Course to Currency, who literally sent me a note yesterday and said, Lene, I'm quitting my job in 12 months. This course is going to feed me and my family. And I was like, yes, come through, quit your job in 12 months. Okay. So I, I just wanted to say that because I was so impressed. This is one of my A, a students, my A people. He paid attention. He showed up every day. And now he's like, oh, I, I see the path towards um, financial freedom, economic freedom. I'm leaving my job in 12 months. So I wanted to say that. The second thing I wanted to say is, and I give this example all the time, so if you've heard it, I apologize, but it's so phenomenal to me. I talk about the lady who um, was looking for scholarships for her son. And she was just looking, you know, looking to raise, you know, $20,000, $40,000. We talked about student loans earlier. And she was able to raise $100,000 in scholarships. She, I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she found it, but she was able to pull together $100,000 in scholarships for her son. And so that is a phenomenal task. And if you are a parent who's looking to raise money for your child in scholarships, you want to know, how did you pull, how did you do that? How did you, uh, where did you find $100,000? What schools did you contact? What did you write? Where, where are these scholarships? Like there's information that you want to know. So she created a little, you know, course gather some information to tell people how she was able to generate $100,000 in scholarships for her son. And in doing so, she created a course that in, in turn brought in $500,000. So mm. learning how to create, learn, uh, figuring out how to generate $100,000 in scholarships, she was able to create a course to teach other people what she did and made $500,000. Like, the stuff we know is valuable. We don't think it's valuable, but other people want to know it. So that's that, that, that. The other thing is, so when you talk about the group dynamics, group dynamics is important, but I'm going I'm to come back to that one in a second. I wanted to talk about myself personally. My very, 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 very first class I ever taught was because I raised $10,000 in crowdfunding. So I was one of the first people that I knew to do crowdfunding. I had no idea what I was doing. My first two weeks of crowdfunding, I made zero dollars because I hadn't done enough research. So now I'm researching crowdfunding, what it is, how to go about it, um, how you're supposed to do it, what groups you're supposed to be in, how you're supposed to network. I'm going into um, take, I'm doing podcasts and all of a sudden I'm starting to make money. I'm starting to make money. I'm reaching out to people. And I ended up raising my $10,000 in 30 days. I reached out to Dr. Boyce and he was like, how did you do that? Let's make a course. And that was my very first time making a course because people wanted to know, what did you do to make $10,000? That was my first course. I have since gone on to create 12 courses and made over six figures in courses because I know stuff now. I know how to start a business. I know how to write a book. I know how to create courses. I know how to do a podcast. People want to know what I know. How did you do it? Because nobody wants to go through the, the hassle and the trouble of trying to figure these things out by themselves and you already know what to do. Now, the importance of doing it in a group environment is you don't feel like you're by yourself. We, you, you would get encouragement. You don't feel like um, you're the only person that's struggling. You have other people to bounce ideas off of. What do I name my course? What do I know? What am I knowledgeable in? Does somebody know how to do this? Who, who are you using for your camera? Group dynamics is super crucial and super important, especially when you're talking about encouragement and empowerment in an area that you do not know or you might feel uncomfortable or insecure. I won't say inferior, but maybe you feel insecure. Like, I don't even know what I 
No. Mm -hmm. That's the whole process. That's the whole point of doing it in a group, but also learning from somebody who's already done it because mm -hmm. luckily I had Dr. Boyce. So my very first course, I won't try to be like, oh, I just created my own course. I did it. He kind of walked me through it because he taught me how to create a course by creating my first course with him. But then after that, I was like, oh, I got this. How to be a mogul. How to do it. And now I got a plethora of classes and courses. And I, I love coming across Black people who have attained something, who know yeah. something, who have something to give. I have a lawyer in my class right now who wants mm -hmm. to teach people, who, who wants to take you. You know, but nobody got $700 to sit down with a lawyer every for an hour. Nobody got that kind of money. So mm -hmm. what he has created is a course on the basic, I think it's like the, 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 uh, the 10 basic questions people come to lawyers for. And she's literally highlighting those so that if somebody has an issue that they need to see a lawyer, it's probably addressed in this, uh, this docket that she's doing for like $150. So now she has passive income still in her field of interest where she can help people. I have another student who's teaching black men how to go back to school with the family. Like there, you, you don't even think about what you know and how phenomenal it is and how it can assist and help somebody else. And when you get around other people that are in that same mind frame, doing that same thing, pushing, struggling, trying to figure out how to help somebody else, it literally raises your vibration. It, it, it gives you clarity in who you are and what you do and what you offer and how you can help other people. Yeah. I, I, I used to, um, I used to not, I, you know, I think when I first got started in doing all the stuff that I do publicly, you know, writing books and speeches and all that stuff, I wasn't, uh, I didn't really understand the logic of taking somebody else's class, especially, especially when you have the classes taught by, you know, those gurus that charge $5,000, $10,000, stuff like that. I was like, whoa, I'm not paying five grand, 10 grand or whatever. I can just do it myself. I can learn it myself. And that didn't work. You know, it didn't work. Um, uh, you know, that because what would happen is, you know, you, the, the stuff you would have learned from paying that $5,000, $10,000 that could have made you $50,000 a year, right? Now you're sacrificing 50 grand a year because you didn't want to spend five or 10. Right. And, uh, and so to me, it's a no brainer. If you're talking about anything that's less than that five, $10,000 mark. Um, and I would still, I, I would actually go up to that higher level. If I'm, if I'm, if it's a hundred percent clear that the person teaching me can give me what I need, like, right. Like, like, when, because when you take a class and you learn something, uh, not many, not everybody's interested in education. Let's just be honest. Like everybody talks about it, but education, uh, it, it takes, work. It takes time. It takes, you have to have a desire to do what you have to do. You know, even, even therapy is education. You're learning about yourself and therapists give you homework. And if you don't want to do the work and you don't want to be there and you don't want to pay the money, then you're not going to be a very good, um, a very good uh, client for the therapist. Right. So, uh, so that, that, that transitional process is something that is, uh, it's extraordinary when you go through it, but there has to be a certain level of hunger, desire, and commitment. Like, like you can't just be a person who says, I think I want to change my life. Like you have to be a person who's like, okay, by any means necessary, you know? Um, like there was a, I watched a documentary last night about that crazy rapper Takashi six, nine, who has the rainbow colored hair. And I, I'm sure you've seen him. His teeth are multicolored and he got, he was the snitch of the year. <clears throat> but I, I, the interesting thing about that documentary was they pretty much framed it as if they were like, oh, this guy was going to be successful no matter what. The reason he's so crazy is because he said, ain't nothing going to keep me from being whatever I think I want to be. Right now, he's crazy. I don't want to be like him. Right. He went over the top. 
but I, but that's, that to me speaks to this idea that says most people that go through a transformation are people who are just literally just sick and tired of whatever their old life is. Like, like I'm sick and tired of being poor. I'm sick and tired of being overweight. Like, you know, when I lost weight, it was because I was sick and tired of being fat. It, before, if you'd asked me five years before, hey, boys, would you like to lose 20 pounds? I'd be like, sure. You know, take, just, you know, let's go get suck it out of my butt. And I'm like, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> oh, that sounds just gross. But um, the, the, yeah, just let, like, let's, let's, get the, let's just get the surgery and just put the back in there and they just suck all the fat out, right? Yeah, but but no, I mean, we, we, you know, when I lost weight, it was because I was like, I'm sick and tired of it. You know, when I, I did a dental transformation, I got made fun of. I got clowned so bad on the internet because when you first get your teeth really fixed, like, you you know, I'm spitting everywhere and can't hardly talk and all that. And I was like, no, I'm sick and tired of not having, you know, the the the, the dental health that I want to have. I'm sick and tired of it. Right. So I think that what I, what I find is that the people who tend to want to um, make that investment to educate themselves, because remember, you're spending money all the time. You know, it's just mostly we're, we're usually just spending money on things that don't give us any long term benefit. But, you know, the people that tend to make that investment are just the ones who are like, OK, I'm sick and tired of this job. I'm sick and tired of being broke. I'm sick and tired of not being successful, right? And when you get sick and tired, what happens is that you you hit almost like a rock bottom where you're like, I can't take this no more. I'll do anything to get out of this. And that's how I felt like when I left Syracuse University. I was like, I'm sick and tired of this. I got to get out. There is a way out. I'm going to find it. I know there's a way out because there's white people out here all the time and black people too who are who are independent economically and making their own money. I will find a way out, right? And, and so I encourage anybody who feels that way, to just know that one of the things that helps you find the way out of that tunnel is a guide, right? You know, if you have somebody, if you can drop a couple of dollars, again, money, that beer money, Popeye's chicken money, you know, you know, new car money, whatever, and drop that money to be part of a group where you're going to be supported emotionally, uh, provided with all kinds of information. Now, instead of operating with one brain, solving your problems with one brain, you're solving your problem with 10 brains, 20 brains, right? Uh, you, you're getting guidance and information. You're learning from other people's experiences. That is a superpower because because you're not just one person figuring it out by yourself who's living one life and having one experience. You get to have 50 experiences because you got 50 people in that class that have different experiences that can share information with you that will allow you to know what the next move is. Right. So I can just tell you right now, point blank, if I had had the ability to go to somebody and pay them, you know, half the money I was making to Syracuse every month to just, and, and I knew for sure they were going to guide me to something that was going to give me a better life. I would have done it. I would have surrendered, submitted to it, all that. So, so I encourage everybody to just sort of think about it. Uh, Maybe you can comment to Uncle Buck asked a great question. How do I charge for info that's free on YouTube? Oh my God, that is a great question because a lot of people will talk them out of people. You will talk yourself out of creating a course because you think it's free on YouTube. Let me tell you how free content works. I'm going to give you all of the why that you want, why you should do this, why you shouldn't do this. Here's the ABCs and the one, two, threes. I'm going to give you just enough to wet your whistle, just enough to be dangerous, but I'm not going to give you how. So most of the stuff that you see that's free on YouTube, it's the ABCs. It's the one, two, threes. It's not seven, eight, nine, 10. It's not X, Y, Z. It's just the tip. It's just the beginning. So how you can charge for something that's free on YouTube is give the deep, detailed, um, play-by-play, guide-by-guide information. 
For example, I'll stick with the author analogy. If you go on YouTube right now and you say, I want to self-publish a book or how do I publish a book? You're going to find a gazillion different videos and they're going to say, um, I, you know, I got my book published on Amazon and I just came up with a writing schedule and I outlined my book and then I got myself a, um, uh, an editor and then somebody pup and then I had somebody uh, create my cover and my back copy and I uploaded to Amazon. And technically that is how you publish a book. Literally, that's how you publish a book. What they're not going to tell you is how long you should write, where they got it published at, the cost of, um, of, of, of the front and back cover. What is the spine? Uh, how long your book should be. They're not going to tell you where they got their book published. They're not going to tell you how long it takes. Like they're not going to tell you the stuff you really need to know. They're just going to give you the surface stuff. So that's why I specifically say don't devalue who you are and what you do and what you know, because the free stuff is just that. We're, we're not with anybody that gives away content for free. We're giving you the stuff that you need to know, the stuff to motivate you, the stuff to encourage you. But I'm nobody gives away the stuff that they paid for. Like if I paid to learn something, if I paid to become an author, if I paid to learn how to save a thousand dollars, if I paid to learn how to raise ten thousand dollars, if it cost me something, and I'm giving you something so that it doesn't cost you anything, or so that you it doesn't cost you as much, and you don't have to go through the same pain, and you don't have to bump your head as much. If I'm giving you that, I'm going to put a price point on it because I know that I'm saving you time. I'm saving you energy. I'm saving you from crying. I'm saving you from doing it wrong. I'm going to help you do it quicker. I'm going to help you do it faster. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm giving you step by step. People pay for that. Free mm-hmm. is expensive. Yeah. And and, I, and I'll tell you that. Yeah. Free is very expensive. And I can tell you when I really want to learn something. Um, I pay somebody who knows exactly what to do and I pay them to answer my specific questions because a lot of times the devil's in the details, you know, um, it's like, for example, if I want to learn how to be a great basketball player, I could probably watch a video about it or get, you know, a generic, you know, take a basketball class or something. But if Michael Jordan or, or LeBron James is teaching how to win an NBA championship uh, and I want to go to that level, then I would probably need to talk to them and have them specifically help me address the specific barriers that were stop- that are stopping me from getting there. You know, because a lot of people know how to play basketball, but not many people know how to get to the highest, absolute highest levels. So a lot of the best stuff, the secret sauce in terms of, you know, people making money at a high level and all that. Uh, first of all, these millionaires, they their time is not free. Their time is not cheap. Um, the people that are really successful at this right now, you got, of course, people that will lie to you and pretend. But, you know, that's where you look for the proof of concept. But those people are super busy because they're busy actually making money, doing whatever it is that they're talking about doing. And also what I have found the benefit of, you know, of sort of being in a class space is uh, it's not just, you know, engaging with the other students, but also, you know, if you have a teacher that can answer your questions, you know, like you can say, OK, I'm having trouble with this. Can you answer that? Like a person that did a YouTube video can't, isn't really usually going to do that. Right. So um, I, I know, for example, you know, I, I talk I give a lot. I get free stuff. I, I, I talk. I, there's a lot of free information you could get from me just watching videos online. But don't think that, that that's the same thing I do for my students. My students send me questions. I answer those specific questions every single week. My students are engaged in private sessions where I show them my exact portfolio that I'm actually buying for my family and exactly what I'm doing. Right. And uh, and why do I why do I do that and, and actually let people pay a fee? Well, because you, you know, again, we talk about valuing 
yourself. You should have a, um, what they call it, boundary in terms of saying, yeah, I'm, I'm here to help a lot of people, but you, you ain't going to just go give money to white people and then ignore the black business school uh, and, and and have us just say that that's okay. No, like if, you, if you're going to go and spend money going to the University of Iowa or Stanford, then you should also be expected to invest in the black business school. And we're nice enough to say, that the rate is not going to be as high. You're not going to pay nearly as much, maybe one one hundredth of what you pay there. But supporting black businesses is important and value in the time of black professionals matters. Like like when um whenever I speak to a black professional who teaches me something or guides me through something, typically I force them to take money from me. Like I say, no, I know that you are a lawyer. You have a fee. I appreciate the fact that you're, you're willing to do it for free, but um, we're not going to do that. How about you just give me a discount and I pay you for your time? Right. We have to understand that that's what is required to build an economy and build an infrastructure. And the other thing, too, is that when you pay for something, you have you have the ability to demand guarantees. Right. So when I when I give you money, there's accountability that can come with that, where I know now you're going to prioritize me because I've shown that I'm willing to really invest in myself. I'm not just showing up with my handout, wanting everything for free. Right. You know, so so I think that we have to I definitely when you talk about black businesses, um, you should not look at black businesses as a charity because you don't see white businesses as a charity, right? You cannot build an economy off of charity or brokenness, especially when that person will tell a black business owner to give everything away for free and then literally turn right around and go spend money with white people. Like the black, the black Panther party had the free lunch program. And a lot of, some of those people didn't need free lunch. Some of the people showed up and took the free lunch from them and would go spend their money at the liquor store. Right. So it's like, no, our free breakfast program. I'm sorry, free breakfast. Yeah. No, no, they should, they should pay. If you can pay, then you should pay something. Right. So, so ultimately at the end of the day, um, I, yeah, there's plenty of stuff you can learn for free online, but when I really want to learn something, learn it well, I find the, the people that I know who can really teach me what I need. I sign up for a class cause it's all packaged. It's all together for me. There's also a course, there's accountability. There's like a private way I can engage with the person. And that's where the value comes in. I always tell people what is free, what is free all day, what you need to do. I will tell you what you need to do all day for free. Cost me nothing to tell you what to do. How to do it? I got I got charge a little bit on how, but what I think what to do? How mm-hmm. that, that cost that cost? And there's nothing wrong with it. This I was tell I was talking to my class the other day. I just feel bad for charging. How did it? Why? What? How long did it take you to figure out how to do that? How much money did it cost you? And I'm not gonna toot I'm not toot my harm, but I'm just I'm just gonna throw it out there. I have a bachelor's, I have an MBA, I'm in a PhD program. I'm not gonna tell you how much student loan I owe, but all that content, all that information, plus three businesses, plus twelve uh, classes that I have, plus twelve classes, plus I sit next to Dr. Boyce, so I'm always picking up game from him. Do you know how much knowledge I walk around with in a daily basis? So when I go to speak and give somebody something, I'd be like, yeah, you got to put a little something on it. Now, I say that for me. I want other people to feel that way. I want other people to feel like what you have gone through, what you have dealt with, what you have experienced, what you have gone through, there's value there. And I don't personally value on what we've gone through. We don't put enough value on what we've experienced. We don't put enough value on our accomplishments and our and our achievements. And that's what I love about Course to Currency is because I get to help people take their knowledge, their life's experiences, what they've learned, and figure out how to turn that knowledge into a course 
that can create currency for them. That's what I love to do. So it's it's super in alignment with what I believe, which is economic empowerment, is going to come through entrepreneurship. You need a side hustle. You need another way to bring in revenue into your home. And you already, you're sitting on it. It's, it's between your ears. There's something that you know that somebody will pay you for. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I think of um, <clears throat> when I sign up for someone's uh, class, I think of it as an ROI decision. So there's two thoughts I want to share on that. One is uh, ROI, return on investment. So my thought is like, so if, if I want to sign up for somebody's class and they say, oh, it's $2,000. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money. I could use that money for a bunch of other things. But then I think, wait a minute, but if I learn this skill and I can and I can and I really follow through, then this skill can make me thousands of dollars a year, right? Consistently over a long period of time. Uh, it's well worth it, right? Like a lot of times we think of um, invest, we think of investments as the same as spending. Spending is not an investment. Spending is when you give up money and you get nothing back. Investing is when you put money out and you get more back. It's like when um when Alicia and I redid the basement and we, you know, I I really I spent a ton. Like I I, I didn't want cheap stuff. I wanted the nice stuff. I wanted it done exactly the way I want it. And Alicia was like, "Gosh, you're, you're spending so much money." I said, "No." Because this money we put in the house, the, the value instantly shoots up. So all this money is coming back to us. This isn't even we're not even giving this money away. So so just that basic idea of knowing the difference, I, I think is really important. Now, another little tip I would give to anybody that's thinking about creating an online course is is this. Um, I, I recommend the use of YouTube and everything to let people know that you know what you're talking about. Um, you know, be generous with information. I, I have a lot of people. I see people all over the world who say, I learned so much from you for free and and this is great. And and I, and I love that. I have no problem with that. But one thing you have to do in, in terms of boundaries is don't treat your students the way you treat people who didn't support you. Right. You're, you know, always ask yourself, what am I saving for my students? What 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 do what do my students get that other people don't get? You can't just because that's disrespectful to them. Right. So anybody who signs up for a class that I teach, uh, you can bet your butt like there is a ton of stuff I can point to that I do with you and for you. That I want, that I cannot do for everybody else, because you know, so because you don't want to make yourself into an economic hole, you know, where every, you know, where everybody's getting everything from you for free, and and you know, but yet you can't survive yourself. You can't even pay your team. You can't even pay your bills. But everyone's taking from you, taking. And I and I and actually, I think specifically about a lot of black women I know, and, and men too, but but more so women. Where um, the, the giving spirit can be so great, where you're taking care of everybody all the time and everything, and you feel guilty taking care of you, um, and and then next thing you know, you're depleted, you're drained, you know, your 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 health is declining, your mental health is all over the place, your your finances are are messed up because you're doing everything for everybody but you. I told Alicia, I said, I'm not going to allow you to do that. Like that's where my my so-called toxic masculinity popped in. I, I don't know, but I did, as a man, I said, I said, I'm not allowing you to just go give, 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 give to the point where, where you're just gone. I know I'm I'm going to, you know, make you take an afternoon nap. I'm going to make you take a break. No, we're not doing that. No, no, mama, mama's not available right now. Right. Because, because I was like, if you don't take care of you, how are you going to take care of all these other people? Amen. Right. You know, if you did, all the people that depend on you have no one to depend on anymore. So if you care about them, care about you first. Right. And and so as a business owner, that was a conversation I had to have with myself was I said, boys, I know you feel, you know, literally this is my dialogue. I was like, okay, I, I, I I was like, okay, I feel bad asking for anything for what I do. But I was like, God, there's so many people who depend on me. And if I keep doing everything for free for everybody, 
that I can't take care of the people that are around me that depend on me, you know? And so that's when I said, okay, let's, let's do a balance act, right? I'll do a lot of things for the world for nothing, but then I'm going to have something special that I say for those who really want to go deep, who really want to invest, who want to put their money where their mouth is. If you care about somebody, you won't just tell them you care about them. You will support them. You will support them economically. I had that conversation with Dr. Claude Anderson this weekend. I said, those people, all those celebrities calling you, talking about they love Powernomics, they need to write a check. All those people telling you, oh, we, we think you're great, Dr. Anderson, they need to make sure your foundation is good, that you have all the resources you need. And uh, and, and, and I said that because that's what I did. If I was not supporting and helping you financially, I would not feel like I'm truly showing that I care about you. So, it, so, there, so there it is. Like Demand that from the people around you. Anybody who loves you will support your business, period, starting with your relatives and friends and and, and people around you. So that, that's that's my belief, but that's what it is. I'm done talking. Lene, you, I'll let you get the last word. You, you know what? I want to address what Carrie Banks Wright just wrote. She says, I have taken courses and bought books that is nothing but hot air. Sis, let me tell you, so have I. Let me tell you, so have I. And Dr. Boyce can attest to this. I am, I go over the top above and beyond to make sure that people do not take courses and classes from me that are hot air, like above and beyond. People who take classes from me say, I can't believe you, you don't charge more for this. Like you give away so much stuff. And that is because I feel that when people do business with black business, they expect, they expect to get a little bit. They don't expect to get a lot. So I let, I go above and beyond to make sure that when you do something with me or you take something from me, you feel like you just struck gold. You got the golden ticket. I get critiqued by my mentors all the time. They're like, you give, you do too much. You give too much. You don't charge enough. But I serve my community. So I try to make everything at a decent price point where people can afford it. But I want to make sure that you're going to get above and beyond what you pay for. Because I have taken courses and classes where I have paid a whole lot of money and gotten a little bit for what I um, paid for. So I want to just say that Dr. Boyce can, he can attest anybody who has ever taken a class from me will tell you that I'm, I'm super proud of that. That's one of the things that I'm, I'm proud of. It slows me down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow me to make as much money as I can, but the impact and that I get to have in my community and the influence and the fact that I get to help other people, it makes up for the, where I don't, it makes up for it in my heart and with my extra credit heaven points, more so than it does in dollars in my bank account. But the last thing I wanted to say, because I get this, this is a question that I get all the time. How do I know if I should make a course? How do I know what I know? How do I know if I even have the information or the knowledge to create a course? And this is what I tell people. What do people ask you? Somebody comes to you and asks you something on a regular basis. How did you do this? How do you do that? How did you climb the corporate ladder? How do you sew? How do you uh, get your hair to look look that nice? How do you put outfits together? How do you know what's the right body type? How did you get off drugs? How did you get your life together when you got out of jail? How did you go back to school? What? How have you, how have you managed to have a marriage for 25 years? How, I mean, there's something that you know that somebody has come to you and asked you on a regular basis, how do you fry the best fried chicken? Like, There's something that you're doing on a regular basis that people come to you and ask, and you can turn that into a course. Now, I don't tell people that you have to create a course that you can leave your job and 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 make money on. Maybe you can't, maybe you won't. But at the very minimum, at the very minimum, if you just wanted to add six figures to your income, or yeah, maybe just enough to take a vacation, I don't know. But let's just say you wanted to add six figures to your income, right? If you created a course that was $199 and 500 people bought that course from you for 
500 people bought that course from you in a year, that's $100,000. That means you would only have to sell that course 41 times a month, 10 times a week. And you could literally add an extra $100,000 to your household. Again, that might not be enough for you to quit your job. It might be, but it does influence your lifestyle. It does dictate how you get to live, when you get to vacation, where you get to vacation. Are you flying coach? Are you flying first class? Like it just it just changes how you get to live. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Boyce talks about fucking money. Like it, it builds it built that up. It's a down payment on the house. Like it's just it's lifestyle. And I'm super I get super excited about impacting and changing the quality of life that we as black people live. Like I, my new company, it's called Upscale Noir, which literally means upscale black. My whole agenda, every day I wake up, everything I do is all about upscaling the black experience. So I do that through teaching people how to create courses. I do that through teaching people how to become better entrepreneurs. I do that through teaching people how to create their own products. I wholeheartedly believe that our economic empowerment, our financial empowerment is going to come through entrepreneurship. So we need to have it's a full-time business if you can, but if not, a side hustle, just something that brings some more revenue, some more income, an additional revenue stream into your home so that you can have more power over what you do and how you live. Well, you know what, what's interesting? First of all, to your point about uh, what, it, you know, you, you get books or courses in their hot air. Um, that's where a money back guarantee comes into play, right? I think you have a money back guarantee. Um, mm-hmm. And I know in the black business school, we have money back guarantees on everything. And this is my advice to anybody. Like, don't take people's money if they're going to walk away pissed off and mad at you, like feeling like you didn't deliver for them. Find out how to deliver. And if you don't can't deliver, then give them the money back. You know, don't do not do that. Uh, but then the other thing I would say is, um, you know, you, that I love that. I mean, that was ambitious when you said six figures and selling 41 times a month and things like that, which is a little over one, about 1. 1.2 sales per day kind of thing. Um, but, you know, a hundred thousand, right. Added to your income is, is life changing. Right. Um, when I first got started, all I want to do is add at least 10 or 15,000 to a year to my income. You know, like, like I remember when I was at Syracuse, I was, I was doing pretty well. I made, um, I, I had a good salary at Syracuse. I made about $115,000 a year. Um, and I spent a lot of years in school. I was in school till I was 31. So, uh, and I was the only black African-American on the planet to get a PhD in finance that year. And so, um, so there were there was no competition in that regard, but, but here's the thing, our raises every year would be like maybe 2%. Mm-hmm. Or 3%. So 2% raise is like maybe, um, you know, what, 2000 to $3,000 a year, right? Uh, maybe four or 5000 if you were really lucky. And I remember that all the faculty members would fight over who was going to get the 2% raise versus who's going to get the 4%, who's going to get the 5%. I don't think anybody got 5%. But let's, I'm just making that, maybe I'm making that up. But even at that peak of 5%, which nobody got, you're talking about what, about five dollars $6,000 a year, right? Um, so you could really take that example you use and scale it down to $10,000 in a year. Then at that point, you're not selling um, 500 units a year. You're selling 50, right? You're not selling uh, 41 units a month. You're selling four, right? One, <laughs> One per week. One person per week that buys from you. You then have the ability to do this amazing magic trick, which is one of the first things that I discovered when I left Syracuse is that when you just kind of find your little uh, your little niche, your little uh, blessing, your little purpose, your little passion, and you find some people that can relate to that, you have the ability to give yourself your own raises. You get to decide how much of a raise you're going to give yourself that year. I know people that have businesses that aren't even doing that great in terms of money. Like, you know, they're, they're not making like insane amounts of money, 
But that little bit of money, like that extra four grand, five grand a month, oh, that sets it off. Now you got four extra thousand dollars a month that you can put into your stock portfolio, or or you can keep you can keep all your expenses, like spend money the way you want. You don't have to cut anything and still have extra money to save, right? So I, I encourage everybody to start small, right? Start small. Like make that, you know, set up that first product, make that first sale, ask the people on your social media, like, okay, what can I help you with? What can I do for you? If you fulfill people's need, then they will be glad to pay you. You ain't got to make a sale. You don't have to sell, you know, a, a pretty girl ain't got to sell herself to the right man. Like the, he's going to walk up to her, you know, <laughs> at least she didn't have to sell herself to me. I didn't have to sell myself to her. We just treated each other well and fulfilled each other's needs. And the next thing you know, that's when the magic happens. So uh, that's my last point on this. Um, I want to say thank you, Lene Javette, for hanging out uh, with, with me today. This has been a fun conversation. Yes, I love this conversation. I just, I'm going to... um. Do you mind if I give Barry Harrison says, how do we reach out to the presenter? And I'll just say, you can always find me at lenejavette.com. Um, on my social media is I am lenejavette. So it's my name. I am lenejavette, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. I'm all, and, and then again, course of currency for sure. Always there. If you want interest. I am lenejavette in one word. I am lenejavette, one word for social media. Okay. And right. then, um, course of currency if you're interested in taking this course i do so that it's an eight week it's an eight week course or an eight module course if you will and every monday night i do live uh we don't call them office hours my my uh, class they call them light bulb sessions so on monday nights we do light bulb sessions which is where we brainstorm a uh, course ideas course strategies course marketing every monday night i jump on and we we go in we we go ham we we have a good time in our light bulb session so um, yeah, if you want to join, yeah. I, I enjoy talking to your students too. Um, yes. believe me, there, there's, there's some little things I figured out about creating online courses along the way that, uh, you know, I, I think, I think I, I, I'll just say that this is, um, you know, the kind of stuff that, uh, where it takes a, you have to do a lot of trial and error to figure out some of the things that I, that I figured out over time. So uh, I'll be happy to come back and talk to your students again. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, so for those of you out there that want to uh, jump in, feel free to go to courseofcurrency.com. That's Lene's uh, website. And uh, thank you guys for hanging out. It was fun talking to you and uh, Miss Javette, you have a wonderful day and we'll see you all soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.